Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. This is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. My name is Rob Snow White. This is Series 2, Episode 65. I interview Bo Beasley about the 2018 Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. We discuss the new dates, the exhibitors and vendors that will be there, and what you can expect from the show. We both hope to see you there January 13th and 14th. Look for me. I will have my own booth tying flies and telling stories come by if you want to be on the podcast for that weekend's show thanks to Bo for coming out on an early morning to meet me halfway between warrington and fairfax we got together at a little coffee shop so please bear with us there is a little bit of background noise all right so we'll talk about you first and then festival and Okay. Have some fun with this. I'm going to follow you. You you lead me down the merry path, and we'll go wherever you say. Sounds good. All right, so we're at uh, Bo and I are at Panera. We were going to go to the Inn at Little Washington, but we just couldn't book a room for the night. <laughs> Not in our budgets. So let's find out all about Bo first, and then we'll learn about what's going on next year for the show. Okay. So Bo Beasley, I've known you since the summer of 99 when I was working at Orvis. used to come in with the fire truck. No, the ambulance. Yeah, well, <clears throat> occasionally, mostly I came in in my own personal vehicle, but there was one day where I happened to be assigned to the fire station in Tyson's Corner, Station 29 for Fairfax County, and decided to pop in and just say hi to the guys because they'd never seen me in uniform before, and I, and I was there. It was, it was the area I was protecting. So, uh, But I um, I did work for Fairfax County Firefighter, uh, Fire Department for 30 years. My last assignment was as the captain and senior paramedic on Engine 27 with Fairfax County in West Springfield. And um, that's that's actually how I got involved in fly fishing, ironically. At the time, I was uh, a sergeant on Medic 32, and I ran a call for trouble breathing, and the gentleman that I ended up running the call with was a guy named Bob Guess, who was the uh, inventor of Mr. Bob's Lucky Day Lures, which is a really popular still, popping bug. I still have those. Yeah, they're awesome. <clears throat> they're absolutely awesome. So Bob Guess taught me how to fly fish, right? I, I picked him up at Burke Lake. He got stung by a bee, and I was the paramedic that showed up that day, and I took him to the hospital, and I was just trying to chit-chat with him, you know, and I said, were you out here fishing? He said, no, I was just out here walking around. He said, but I do fish. I fly fish. And I said, man, I've always wanted to learn how to fly fish. And he said, well, give me your phone number, son, and give me a call, and a couple of days we'll go fly fishing. And I said, no. Kind of crazy, but I thought, well, what the heck, you know. 
So it was really funny, though, because he said, well, I got a question. He said, son, do you golf? And he was about 70 at the time, and I was probably mid-20s, late-20s. I said, no, sir, I, I don't golf. He said, good, because you can't afford to golf and fly fish. So he took me out into Burke Lake, and I caught my first bluegill on a popping bug, and that was it, man. That I can remember that just like I'm looking at you right now. And that popping bug with that bluegill was just awesome. Did you fish before that? Oh, yeah, I did all kinds of conventional fishing, but I'd never fished with a fly rod before. And <clears throat> going out on Burke Lake and can bug, uh, catching that bluegill on a popping bug is how I got introduced into fly fishing. And the more I did it, the more I liked it. So that's how I got into fly fishing. And eventually went to work for Bob. Uh, we became very, very close friends. Ended up becoming a manufacturer's rep for him, going around and selling these popping bugs to different stores across the Mid-Atlantic, and that's how I got into the fly fishing industry. Oh, I, I love the ones I have. I just took one out for the first time in about 10 years for our bluegill tournament Yeah, this year. They're they, awesome. They don't see the, the light of day much. Yeah. They're, they're worth their weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you won't get any more of them. You, you, won't, you won't get any more of them because uh, uh, Bob has... Uh, gone on to his great reward um, so there won't be any more Mr. Bob's poppers ever made again uh, certainly not by him and I've got some at home that I have in a box and uh, you know they're they're really awesome the only thing I would compare them to would be Walt's poppers and Walt uh, Carey is still with us as a matter of fact I was talking to Walt yesterday on the phone he'll be at the fly fishing festival this year it's the only show he's doing all year that I'm aware of he's coming to the fly fishing show in January and be time flies there so how did the show come about when did you decide we need a show locally. Well, you know, uh, to be honest with you, um, I originally did a, a fly fishing show more than 20 years ago called uh, the Old Dominion Fly Fishing Show, and it was in Chantilly. And I did it, I started it at the Northern Virginia Community College, renting out their gym. That was and, the first year I went, was December of 99. Yeah. And I had a bad fight with a girl I was sort of dating the night before. And I showed up to the Orvis booth a little too hungover. <laughs> well, I, uh, in 99, let's see, that would have been 18 years ago. That was probably in Waynesburg. Oh, was it? It's probably, oh, was it, it wasn't, no, but then that was the very first one. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> so, so we did it in Northern Virginia Community College for two years. Then I went to Chantilly and did it there for two years. Um, and it grew. It was too big to stay at the college, but wasn't big enough to stay in Chantilly. And um, I ended up not doing it anymore. I kind of got out of it. And then about two or three years later, I was contacted by uh, the people that ran what is now the Virginia Fly Fishing Festival. Um, and they wanted me to come to Waynesboro. And they hired me as a speaker and a consultant to come down. And I helped them promote the event there in Waynesboro. And it just kind of took off from there. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And every year it got bigger than the year before, just about every year. Three years ago, the people that were running it there wanted me to kind of take it over. And we had grown to the point that it, it could not be contained in tents on the side of the river anymore. Plus, if it rained, it made it very hard. I mean, one year, about five or six years ago, we literally had a hurricane the weekend of the festival. I saw colors on the Doppler radar on my phone. I didn't know were possible. We, we could have, I told people that year, we could have done the trout and the classroom release inside the tent. That's how, I mean, I'm not joking when I tell you I saw one vendor who literally tied his canoe to his table to keep it from floating out of the tent. And that was inside. That was supposedly out of the rain. The Mossy Creek guys yeah. were sort of downhill, so all the water yeah. went. Yeah, they it was bad. two and a half feet in their booth. It, it was bad. So uh, three years ago, we moved to the Meadow Event Center in Doswell, Virginia, which is right beside King's Dominion. And let me, let me just put in a little plug for Meadow Event Center. Uh, those people are just fabulous. They're from, from an event organizer standpoint, the person I deal with the most is named Pam Daniker, and she's kind of their operations manager there. And they have worked closely with me to have the festival operate there. And I just I just can't say enough good about them. Uh, they're very cooperative. They help me when I need it and uh, have been very beneficial. So now the festival is held indoors. 
uh, this year uh, for, for, for about 18, 19 years, excuse me, 17 years, it was primarily outside. Or 16 years, it was primarily outside. Two years ago, we moved it uh, to the Meadow Event Center, so all the vendors are inside. So even if it rains or there's a lot of wind, it was this, it's not an day. issue. Yeah. Um, and this year, we're moving it from April to January. So this year's dates are January 13th and 14th, and all the vendors will be inside, even the food vendors. So I have specialty food vendors. It's going to smell good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got everything there. We've got Middle Eastern food from my friend Harry at Eastern Star. Uh, Carla Randolph will be there with uh, uh, Tidewater Oyster Farm. So the tar- uh, uh, farm-to-table oysters that are that are right there. Bold Rock will be there. Apple Cider, Cidery Company. So the, one of the things that makes the festival unique is the specialty food that we have there. Uh, so it's it's pretty pretty unique approach, and everything will be inside this year. So even if it's you know obviously it'll be in January, so it'll be really cold. Even the casting classes will be inside. I'm going to have a special area set aside for casting area inside. Is it easier to do this now that you're retired from firefighting? Yeah, it, yes. <laughs> uh, it, it's a lot easier because at the time I was working 56 hours a week for the fire department. I was writing for four or five different magazines, and I'm still writing for several magazines. And I was running the fly fishing festival, so it was just well. Um, I do a, a fair amount of writing for Eastern Fly Fishing. I also do stuff for American Angler. Uh, here's a little news break. Um, I have a pretty good sized piece coming out today in about an hour, hour and a half in Mid Current. Nice. They take a lot of my conservation work. And uh, I'll be writing about the new bonefish regulations or the new government that's coming in, that came into power in May and their view on how bonefish are going to be managed in the Bahamas now. So Is that from your recent trip down yeah, to Florida? Yeah, actually, yes. You uh, this, a lot of traveling. You're in the Smokies, you're in Florida, you'll be in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I was very fortunate when I was in the Smokies a couple of months ago. I was there at the request of uh, the city of Bryson and the Appalachian, Southern Appalachian Fly Fishing Museum me to come down and be their master of ceremonies to induct some people into the uh, Southern Appalachian Fly Fishing Hall of Fame. Last weekend, uh, I was honored to have Bonefish Tarpon Trust ask me to come to Fort Lauderdale to cover their uh, their symposium down there. And it was when I was down there at the symposium that I found out that these new regulations for the Bahamian government were coming out, or new recommendations is what I should say. So I'm pretty excited about that. So yeah, so I, I do write for American Angler and Eastern Fly Fishing and um, uh, Mid-Current and, and I'll have an article coming out in the not-so-distant future in the Bonefish Tarpon Trust Journal. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm very fortunate uh, to, to have written for a, a lot of different people. I've got an article coming out in the very next issue of uh, Virginia Sportsman. So I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate that um, I've, I've written for quite a few publications. So. And how has uh, the industry changed since you started working with the shows well i think i think what you're seeing is there are a lot of new companies coming on um there are all there always seems to be new products brought online by different rod companies whether it's tfo or, or somebody else um i think you see a lot of independent manufacturers a lot of custom rod makers at least at the festival uh, at the virginia fly fishing festival like for example we've got john mauser coming up from north carolina this year um uh, Rick Robbins Bamboo is going to be there this year. Jerry Custics with uh, Sweet Grass Rods. Um, so there's a lot of custom rod people that come to the Fly Fishing Festival. And I think what makes our event a little different, th- there's two things. Number one, our event is um, based on experiential learning. We want you to come and learn about fly fishing. So, some events you go to, you watch other people cast, and you watch other people tie flies. We show you how to cast, and then you do it. The whole idea, right? The whole idea is to be interactive, and we want to teach you how to fly fish, not just watch somebody else do it. So, I get some of the best speakers and authors in the country to come to the event to talk and write about their subject matter, but then to invite the public. 
knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. To come participate and learn how to fly fish. Some of my speakers this year will be Ed Javorowski and Wanda Taylor. So um, Jason Randall will be coming. He'll be doing some trout techniques. Also, we have Landon Mayer coming from Colorado. And uh, George Daniels will be giving a streamer class. A lot of um, A-level speakers that will be there. Um, and then, we, like I said, if you want to take a free casting class, we have free casting classes. If you want to take a paid beginner's class, we have paid beginner's class. If you want to take an advanced casting class, we offer those. So you get to pick and choose what you want. The other thing that makes our event unique is that along with all the fly fishing specialty vendors that we have, whether they be artists or authors or, or fly shops like Mossy Creek, uh, you know, uh, uh, Beaver Creek Fly Shop or somebody like that, um, we have a broad base of companies there like Green Top, who is the the oldest hunting and fishing store in Virginia, is Green Top. They will have people there. Um, we have um, uh, eight wineries that will be participating this year and Steam Bell Brewery out of Chesterfield County. So this year we're going to offer, believe it or not, Beer 101 classes. And they won't cost you anything beyond your admission fee. So you pay you, you pay your well, yeah. Well no, you can sit through the class if you want to be 17, 18, but you, you just won't be able you just can't taste any beer. So we'll have um, Tom Cooper, who is uh, uh, head of sales for um, um, <clears throat> Steamboat Beer Works will be there. He'll be given a class. Uh, and Steamboat Brewery will be there with their microbrewery beer. Uh, and we'll have multiple wineries. But this year we also will be having a class taught by Shannon Horton of Horton Vineyards, a wine tasting and food pairing class. And it doesn't cost you anything so uh, other than your general admission fee. So you pay your 20 bucks to get in. We give you a wine glass and set you loose. And you go do whatever you want to do. And if you want to go to the wineries and taste some wine and have them give you um, some individual instruction when you go through the tastings, you can do that. Or we're going to offer a classroom setting this year. So instead of maybe taking... Maybe instead of hearing Colby Tro talk about fly fishing uh, for smallmouth on the Shenandoah or listening to Matt Miles give a class on musky fishing on the James, which he'll be doing, you can sit in this class on food pairing and wine tasting. And so we try to make it very eclectic, something the whole family can come and participate in. So it just makes it a little different. You know, we, we want to reach out to the general public that maybe maybe they wouldn't go on a fly shop. Maybe they would never walk into a fly shop, but they go, well, hey, this is a fly fishing and wine festival. I'm, I'm going to go check this out. And we do have a fair amount of people that are there just for the wine, believe it or not. They really like Virginia wineries. They're interested in the topic, and you can come buy a glass of wine if you want. Or if you want to take a bottle of wine home with you, you can do that too. So, But we're very heavy in the education, whether it's wine or microbrewery beer or Tinkara fishing. Still dog friendly? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was a golden lab at the year the, the rain year that had a stamp on its forehead it'd be stamped you get on your hand yeah it stamped it right on yeah i don't so i don't funny. know who, yeah i don't know who did that but yeah it in at the at the festival in virginia according to the people at the meadow event center yeah you can bring a dog uh we would just ask that you you keep it on a leash and pick up behind it so um we really haven't had any issues, any, any issues at all so why the change in season? So that's a, that's a great question. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, I have to admit, uh, you know, in April, uh, the shad fishing is just crazy good uh, on the James. Uh, I had 
several people come to me that I respect, people like Colby Tro, say, hey, man, we love this event in April, but if you moved it earlier in the year, it would make it easier on the fly shops. And I had a couple of guides come to me and tell me the same thing. Hey, we love being here, but April's kind of in our season. So if you could ever move this to a winter time frame, please do. Well, it took me two years to be able to do that, but we have moved it from April. It's been in the past. It's been in April. This year, it's going to be the second weekend uh, in January. So no matter what. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Don't even say that word. They're, they're saying matter. Thanksgiving already. You might get some. Yeah. Well, I hope and pray that there is no bad weather the weekend of the festival because that's one thing I can't control. No, right. no event organizer can deal with uh, can deal with bad weather. But yeah, it doesn't matter. There are no. There's no such thing as a rain date. We're going to do it rain or shine. Uh, it's um, the show must go on and and it will. All right. What's the layout inside the building? Okay, so we're going to have, uh, again, uh, what will make this year a little different is that even the food vendors will be inside. So there'll be a food court area. There'll be an area, two casting ponds, so you'll be able to see demonstrations or test a ride yourself. And there'll be an interior area to do casting classes. And we will also have the uh, kayak demo pond. So, Corey. Yeah, Corey Ruth will be there from Ruthless Outdoor Adventures. Corey, as you know, is the author. Of, uh, he's a great guy. Corey's a fabulous human being. And, uh, you know, he's the author of a no-nonsense uh, guidebook to kayaking. And I've known Corey for a long time, and he is extremely knowledgeable. But And he's very passionate. But probably what makes Corey so good is he's a really humble guy, right? And although he's willing to teach you whatever he knows, he's not afraid to say, well, you know, I don't know how to answer that question. Or if you know something that he doesn't, he's willing to turn the tables and say, okay, well, you teach me. And I think that's what we need. If there's one kind of one bad rep the fly fishing industry has is we come across as elitist. And we come across as, you know, a sport that's really, really expensive. And neither one of those are true. At the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival and at my new event in Texas, the Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival in Plano, um, we don't want to share, uh, we want to share our knowledge. We're not there to show it, right? Showing your knowledge doesn't help anybody. Sharing it is what helps people. And we want to help people. We want to be known as the place to come to learn how to fly fish or to tie flies or to learn about spade casting or learn about fly lines. Like this year, we have Simon Gotsworth coming from Washington State who is a fly line developer for Rio products. And Simon is going to be there talking about fly lines. So if you want to learn something about a fly line, we're going to actually have a class called Understanding Fly Lines. So you just come and sit in, and then you talk to Simon afterwards, and he'll be doing our spay casting demonstrations too. I might have to record that. Yeah, so it's 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 really uh, it's really cool. I mean, if there's something you want to learn, we're all about it, and, and we're open. and And I would encourage your listeners, uh, Rob, if they have a class that they want to take or an idea, tell them to send me an email, and and we'll look up, we'll look into examining getting getting the instructor that we need to teach that class. Uh, what about nonprofits. Lots of good nonprofits. Uh, of course, you know, near and dear to my heart is Project Healing Waters. They will have a big footprint there. Uh, the state uh, chapter will be there. The, the state overall um, deputy regional coordinator will be there with the state of Virginia. And then there'll also be a big footprint with the Quantico and Fort Belvoir chapters that I work very, very closely with. They're going to have a series of tables there where people can learn how to how to fly fish. Also, the Boy Scouts will be there. So if you're a Boy Scout or you have a child that's a Scout, you can bring them at no cost, no cost to the Boy Scout, no cost to the parent. And they can come and earn their fly fishing merit badge at the festival. And that, that's due to the generosity of the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation. Uh, the, the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation have been huge susp- uh, sponsors and supporters of the festival, and they really allow us to do a lot of, of outreach to kids. And we also have free women walk-up casting classes. It'll be taught by Kiki Gavin. So you just go to the website, which is 
Festival.com and click on the speaker scheduler or the classes. And they're paid classes, but there are plenty of free classes too. So just go on there and figure out what works best for you and come and, and be a part. So along with um, Project Healing Waters, we're also going to have um, uh, T. Clarkson with Outdoor Adventures. Uh, we're also going to have Casting for Recovery. We will also have um, uh, the Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries is going to be there. Uh, we're also going to have... Um, Maybe they can bring a live snakehead in the tank. Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to talk to them about that. There'll be a game warden there this year because in the past I've wanted game wardens. And, and in April they're all out in the field, but in January it's a little bit easier. I've already talked to the game department. They're going to try to have a game warden there uh, to answer any questions that we might have. So a lot of good, a lot of good nonprofits there. Of course, Trout Unlimited will be there. Uh, give a, a plug for uh, Paul Kearney in the uh, Tri-State Trout Unlimited Conservation Camp. He comes here every year and teaches a fly casting class for children. But I strongly uh, encourage people to enroll their kids in his class. He has a one-week class in June held at Graves Mountain Lodge, and it is phenomenal. So instead of sending your kid to soccer camp or, or violin camp, you can actually send them to a fly fishing camp. And they learn about cold water conservation and things that they can do to help have an impact uh, both regionally and locally on conservation with cold water fish. And it's not just, yes, they do take the kids fishing and casting, and they teach them how to tie flies, and all that stuff's really good. But they also take them into the Shenandoah National Park. They learn about brook trout. They learn about habitat restoration. They actually have a class. I mean, you would think that they were going to college because I've seen their curriculum. They have hydrology classes. They have all, I mean, it's unbelievable, and it's a week long, and you can come to the festival and sign up and talk to Paul Kearney there about the Trout Unlimited Tri-State Conservation Camp. Fantastic group of people uh, that, that put that camp on. I can't say enough good about Paul Kearney and what TU is doing there. How about artists, artisans, craft makers that are not directly fishing, but maybe related? Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny you should mention that. Um, we will have, uh, for sure, um, um, Mary Jenkins, the fish lady from Tennessee, will be coming. Uh, it's my understanding that uh, Jesse Callahan, Jessica Callahan is going to be there this she year. She's got a uh, new job with Dunn Magazine. Yeah, yes, she did. Uh, I believe she's her. creative director for yeah. Dunn Magazine. Yeah, Jessica's a swell, swell gal. Very, very talented artist. Um, Richard Allenbach with uh, uh, West Seven Stars, which does a lot of artwork, printed artwork, uh, paintings, and that kind of stuff, will be there. And uh, I actually met uh, two artists in Florida this week that are contacting me about possibly being vendors there, and they do sculptures. They do metal sculptures and just really, really cool stuff. So there's plenty of stuff to do. You know, if you are thinking, well, you know, I'm not 100% into fly fishing or I've got a, a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend who's not, they're not all that into fly fishing per se, believe me, there's a lot more than that. There's, there's all kinds of artwork there there's all kinds of great food and the wine and you know the beer classes and just a very eclectic uh, opportunity for people to learn in an environment that, that they like so you got simon coming from the west coast what are some other really distant vendor speakers that are coming uh well it depends on what you consider distant like uh, uh Simon obviously is coming from Washington State. Landon Mayer is coming from Colorado. Um, Wanda Taylor is coming from Tennessee. And both Ed Javorowski and, uh, um, oh my gosh, George Daniel are, are both coming from Pennsylvania. But we have lodges that come from all over the place. I, I got a text this morning or an email this morning from a lodge owner coming from the Amazon. So, yeah. And um, Ugasic. Lodge from Alaska will be there. So whether you want to learn about fly fishing in the Shenandoah National Park or you want to go catch peacock bass, I mean it's it's a very wide range. You'll have everyone come. Yeah, a little bit of everybody. Tim O'Neill will be there from Norvice, and uh, Tim will be talking about um, tying flies and also about shad fishing. So it's both regional 
local, regional, and national, and, and international for that matter, because obviously if you're going to go fish uh, in the Amazon, then you're obviously going to fly out of the United States. Yeah. So One of my na- old neighbors just bought a Norvice at a uh, estate sale, $5. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> somebody needs to call the police because he just robbed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's crazy. And he lives on Little Hunting Creek. Oh, my so gosh. It's, he's, got, he's got life good. Uh, what else do I have? Um, I'm trying to think. What's the square footage? 66,000 square feet. So it's huge. You could have a basketball game in there. Uh, actually, you could have three basketball games going on simultaneously. That's how big it is. So it's, and I mean, it's a, it's a huge facility, and we put it to uh, we put it to very good use. So, you know, I would just encourage people. I'll tell you something else. Um, if you want to learn about fishing in Maine, there will be representatives from the Maine. Uh, Department of Game and Inland Fisheries, and you can talk to them about everything from blueberries, famous Maine blueberries, to Maine lobster, to fishing for, um, you know, smallmouth bass. I recently fished the Androscoggin and, and wrote an article for Eastern Fly Fishing on uh, with my good friend King Montgomery on uh, fly fishing for smallmouth in Maine. And I and I have to, I got to be honest, I love Virginia. Then Maine smallmouth, I've never caught anything that fought as hard. I, 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 and the biologist that I was up there with told me the reason why they're very, very aggressive because it gets so cold in the winter. If they don't put on a certain amount of weight by the time they're two, they freeze. They starve to death. So that's one of the reasons why they're so incredibly aggressive. So there will be representatives there from Maine, um, uh, lodge owners from all over the country. So whether you want to learn about fishing in Montana or you want to learn about fly fishing in your backyard, there, there's something for there's something there for everybody. So you know it's uh, it's out of the ordinary in that we're trying to cover all our bases and try to make it as interesting um, as possible. So and how did the Texas show come about? Uh, you know. That's interesting. I had someone come to me and say, hey, man, he was a sponsor. Hey, man, I love this fly fishing concept of getting people that are new into the sport. Because I, I joke that, that 30% of the people in the fly fishing, the 30% of the people that come to my event would know Lefty Crave from, from you know, Righty Crave. I mean, they don't know anything about fly fishing, which is what we need. We need new people uh, coming into the sport. Um, and... This person said to me, I've never seen, I, I do shows all over the country, I've never seen anything like this. Have you ever thought of that going anywhere else? And I said, well, no, not really. And at the time, I was still working full-time for the fire department. And then I had two or three other vendors come to me and go, Bo, we love this. you got to go somewhere else. you got to give us another market. So I said, well, if you were going to go somewhere else, where would you go? And i got to be honest, Rob, after about the fourth person told me Texas, I thought, well, maybe I should be going to Texas. And I am proud to say I got a lot of strong support from Rick Pope from Temple Fork Outfitters and Frank Paul King of Temple Fork Outfitters, David Leake, who is the owner of Tailwaters Fly Shop in Dallas. They have all been very, very instrumental in having me come to Texas. They've supported it. And uh, in Texas, it's a little different. In Texas, same concept, fly fishing, family-oriented, educational. But instead of fly fishing in wine, in Texas, it's fly fishing in microbrewery beer. So we will have five breweries that operate in Texas there. So you come in, we give you a few tasting tickets, and you go sit through... Uh, you know, a class taught by an instructor in Texas, and then uh, you decide you want to get, you know, a local buzz from Four Corners Brewery, or you want to get, you know, some blue or 420 from Sweetwater Brewery. They're there. If you want to pick up some brews from Oscar Blues or Real uh, Real Ale out of Blanco, Texas, it's right there. And you go buy a beer, whether it's a, uh, you know, whether it's an IPA or whether it's something a little darker. I tend to, I, I like really dark beer. You decide what you want. You can buy the beer right there, carry it around anywhere with you on the grounds. And um, it's held at the uh, Plano Event Center which is about 25 miles north of Dallas. 
and um, it's really cool. Same thing. Everything's inside, but usually in March, it's warmer in Texas, so we have our paid casting classes are actually outside. Uh, but we do have the same kind of same kind of friendly uh, reception. Can't bring, your horse inside. can't bring your horse inside. And 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 I love Texas, and I, I remember joking with uh, Rick Pope. He said, well, Bo, what do you hope to accomplish down here? And I said, well, Rick, to be honest with you, I said, I don't know too many people in Texas, but I love the country. I love the people. And I said, I want to put on such a great event that I get made an honorary Texan. And he said, yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> you know, so I don't know that that's, and I tell people from Texas uh, the same thing. I said, you know, I'm not from Texas, but I did get here as soon as I could. So uh, Texas is a fabulous state. Um, I'm very pleased with uh, the kind of support that I've gotten there from, from the guys at Tailwaters. Uh, a lot of support from um, Sportsman's Finest out of Austin and Gordy Outfitters out of Houston. I mean, the people in Texas are fabulous, and they are some kind of serious about fly fishing. If you're interested in fly fishing in Texas, um, you know, that's the place to be. I, I'll tell you something else. I've worked closely with uh, the Guadalupe River of Trout Unlimited in Texas. Yeah, it's the biggest, and those guys are serious. Those guys at GRTU are all about it, and um, I was very happy to work with them. Also, um, Backcountry Hunter and Anglers and CCA Texas. By the way, there's a CCA in Virginia. There's, uh, in Virginia, we have the CCA chapter from Virginia and in Texas. It's the Coastal Conservation Association in Texas. And also this year, Bonefish Tarpon Trust will be coming uh, to Texas. So we're excited about that. So we're, we're very, we have special pricing for nonprofits, um, and we want to support them and their mission to reach out and, and bring new new people in. You have people like backcountry hunter and anglers. You would think, well, you know, it's got hunters first. Don't kid yourself. Those guys are very serious about conservation and helping with access on the water. So, and and what I think you'll see in Texas is the same thing we see, we've seen in Virginia. Um, our very first year, we got vendors from out of the country. We got vendors from Arkansas. And I think you're going to see more and more people. I've had different game departments uh, express an interest. I think you're going to see more vendors there this year uh, from Louisiana. I can't say anything specifically because they haven't given me permission to say what, what exactly they're going to do. But I think it will continue to grow. Our very first year in Texas, we had people that came all the way from Georgia. We had people there from Florida. So you're not talking about somebody who drove two or three hours, right? And that's... At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. I won't say that's common at our events, but even here in Virginia, uh, I've spoken to people that came from as far away as Narragansett, Rhode Island to the north, and Swanee, Georgia from the south. Well, nobody driving nine hours one way is coming to buy $10 worth of flies. But on the same sense, you know, they know they're going to see quality vendors. They're going to get to see Sage. They're going to get to see Hardy. They're going to get to see Fish Pond. They're going to get to see uh, Rio. See all before everybody that goes to say Somerset. Well, in Virginia... Uh, people aren't it, that going to make it up to the other shows. Well, I would, I would encourage people... I, let me just go on the record and give a shameless plug for, for, for Somerset. I love going there. There are people that I only see there once a year. Uh, and, of course, now the Somerset Show is now relocated to Edison, New Jersey. So I would in no way discourage you from going to that show. The only thing that bums me about my festival in Texas is that I like going to the Lancaster, Pennsylvania show that, that Chuck Fremsky and his son Ben Fremsky put on. I love that Lancaster show. I love the venue, but it's the week before my event in Texas, and I can't be in Lancaster and be in Texas. So, But, yes, this year our uh, the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival will be the first show on the East Coast. Everyone so, gets first dibs on so, all the new stuff. So there will be all kinds of new gear to see. Um, and then in Texas, the same thing. It's still pretty early in the season. It's in March, and I think this year – I told people that I don't want to. I don't want the Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival 
to just be the best one in Texas. I want us to be the best in the Southwest. So, you know, we're going to have Dave Whitlock there this year from uh, from Oklahoma. Um, so, we, you know, we want people from Florida. We want people from Arizona, Oklahoma. We want people. Uh, we're going to have Pat Dorsey, for example, will be coming from Colorado uh, to to Plano, Texas. So. We're, we're all about it, and we're open. And, uh, you know, if you wanted to know more about the Texas Festival, it's the www.txflyfishingfestival.com. So you can either Google Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival or Google Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival. Both of them will eventually get to us. But They're I'm both a, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find us especially on Facebook and email and on the website. And uh, I'm excited this year to... Uh, uh, to say that American Angler and uh, Fly Tire will also be, and representatives from Gray Sporting Journal, will be both in Virginia and at Texas. So if you've got a question about maybe, you know, something uh, that appeared in American Angler or you want to renew your subscription or learn something about fly tire, then you're going to be able to do that. Same thing with uh, Eastern Fly Fishing and Southwest Fly Fishing. I do a lot of writing for those guys for Eastern Fly Fishing. Uh, John Luke and Steve Mater, and it's a fabulous publication. I think probably what I like the most about Eastern Fly Fishing, and this is not a knock on anybody else, same thing in Southwest, it is fabulous to read about faraway places. And I have gone to a few faraway places. What I like the most about eastern fly fishing and southwest fly fishing is that you get to read about some place that you can probably drive to, right? Not everybody can go to Ascension Bay in Mexico or not everybody can go to the flats in, in Florida or maybe fish for peacock bass in the Amazon. But they can drive three hours to their local trout stream and and. Eastern fly fishing and southwest fly fishing do a great job of giving you very, very specific information. Their notebook section in the back of every article, I, I spent a lot of time on it. I know other authors spend a lot of time on it because it tells you the where, the who, what, where, and how, the fly shops that are close by, uh, guidebooks that you can use as references. So eastern fly fishing uh, and southwest fly fishing will also be at both festivals. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. We, we want to make it a one-stop shop where you just come in and you go, okay, I, yeah, I paid $20 to get in, but I, I got like four or five different magazines that are eight bucks a piece. You know, I took a free fly casting class. I got fly tying instruction. I got to meet two or three authors that I read their magazine articles all the time, but I actually got to see them and ask them a question or have them show me how to tie a fly. And, and I think that's exciting, and I think people like that, and they want to be engaged. And, you know, I, we need, in the fly fishing industry, we need to do more to be welcoming of new people. Um, let me give a shameless plug for Wanda Taylor, who last year I, I had the honor of inducting into the uh, uh, Southern Appalachian Fly Fishing Museum Hall of Fame. Wanda is just a fabulous human being, and she is a great instructor, and she makes everybody feel welcome. And most people don't know this. Wanda Taylor was the very first master certified casting instructor in the country that's a female. First one in the country. Wanda Taylor can cast better and farther on her worst day with the flu than I can on my best day under perfect conditions. But, you, but she doesn't show off. None of these people that I have come to the festival... They're not interested in showing off. They're interested in showing you how you can do it. And Wanda is just a, a great uh, advocate for uh, for new people. She makes every. I'll put it to you this way. She's the person I send my kids to. When my 15-year-old daughter Maggie wants to take a casting lesson, or my son, and they did it in Texas, that's who I send them to. What else can you say about somebody? Then that's who you want your kids with if they're trying to learn something. So kind of I kind of give a shout out to to Wanda so you know we're all about doing the best we can and, and bringing new people in and you know if people have some suggestions on instructors that they'd like to see we'd be willing to do that too let me also say that one of the things that we really strive to do it's great to get what I call the out-of-town expert right the guy who's flying in from Paducah but you know we also want to recognize our local guides and our local instructors. And this year in Virginia, we've got 
Tim O'Brien, uh, Matt Miles, Colby Tro will be there, my friend Al Alborn, uh, and Tom Saver, who you know, will both be there talking. Al's a fun guy. Yeah, Al's a fun, fun guy. guy. And uh, they'll be doing, they'll be talking about Tinkara fishing. So it doesn't matter if you want a Tinkara fish or you want a spay fish, right? We've got it all. We cover it all, or we try to cover it all. And uh, so that, that's kind of the idea, uh, is to try to get as many people involved as possible. Another thing I think people like is they come because of the clothes, right? Patagonia is going to be at both events. So if you want to try out some new clothes from Patagonia, you want to get a new pair of waders, come try on the Patagonia waders. They're right there. Come get them, you know? Three Tan Reel Company, you're looking to pick up a new reel. Three Tan Reel Company will be at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. And, you know, I defy you to find somebody that knows more about reels than, than Ron Palos, although I do have to say, somebody who could give him a run for his money is John Shaner from Hardy. Okay, John is like a walking encyclopedia, and he will be there uh, in Virginia Hardy. for Hardy, and then in uh, in Texas, um, John Malovich uh, will be there uh, talking about Hardy, and uh, so I'm, I'm excited, uh, you know, and as I said before, Sage is going to be at both events. And we need the support of, of manufacturers because people want to see the gear. But ultimately, here's what it comes down to. You've got to support your local fly shop. That's what it comes down to. So Sage or TFO or, or you know whoever it is, Patagonia, they're there to show you their products. Please don't go home and just order it online and have it drop shipped to your house. That might be convenient, but it does nothing for the fly shops that depend on that that income from selling those products. It's not going to cost you any more to buy it at your local store than it is to buy it uh, online, but you get the knowledge, right? Who cares if you get a great rod, but you don't know how to cast it. If you go buy your rod from from a store that's there with Hardy, that Hardy rep is going to tell John Shaner is going to explain that reel to you in infinite Absolutely. detail, right? Uh, so if you want to get a fly line from Rio or, or whatever, then go to Green Top. They're going to be right there and talk to Gabe Beverly at Green Top, and he's going to explain it to you. I'll tell you something else I really like. Green Top has a lot of local flies, and so do places like Mossy Creek and, and Beaver Creek Fly Shop in Virginia. But if you want to go in and get some really cool saltwater flies, like from Tommy Mattioli, well-known, well-respected fly tire, I've gotten to the point now where I can look at flies, I can look at certain saltwater flies, and I can tell, and I'm not a fly tire, I can barely tie my shoes. I can look at a fly and tell whether Tommy Mattioli made it or not. Because of the way, the, the attention, the detail, the quality. He cranks them out. Oh, he's got a machine. Yeah. He's incredible. And it doesn't matter whether it's a shad fly or whether it's a deceiver or whether it's one of Chuck Kraft's, um, you know, Crelex type patterns. Chuck Kraft will be in Virginia, by the way, as will Riley Rods, um, which I'm really excited about because Riley Rods is uh, is out of Charlottesville, near Charlottesville, and Chris Riley and and their custom rod company will be there, and you can meet Chuck Kraft in person, um, and test test cast a couple of his rods, and go home with him. And if you're a fly nut like I am, I mean, I really like, I don't tie, but I really like flies, then you can stop by and talk to William Horizniak with Eastern Trophy Adventures and pick up just about anything you need. The interesting thing about getting it from William is you can buy flies that are finished or you can buy the products from him and time yourself. I need to order a bunch of tails. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, I went fishing with William recently, and we killed him on the Potomac. Killed them on the Potomac. Um, and, I, you know, it's so cool to be able to come there and connect with these people and ask them a question like, when I tie my fly, you know, I can't get the tail on my crayfish to do this. They will be able to explain to you what you're doing wrong. And demonstrate. And they'll demonstrate. They'll show you. Right? They'll walk right up and say, hey, what, what can I, you know, what can I learn from you, and that's what we want to do. We want to have the opportunity to explain to people this is why you should get into fly fishing. Then, once they get into fly fishing, then they want to protect the species. Then they're interested in native brook trout. Then they're interested in tarpon and bonefish and redfish because once they kind of get a connection, because what we need 
is to get our kids off their cell phones, off their iPads, off of Facebook, and onto the stream. Because if we don't, in 10 or 15 years, there's not going to be anything to protect because people won't care. They'll all be inside checking Instagram, checking their Facebook account or email, but they won't be outside. And if they're not outside fly fishing and enjoying nature, then they're, they're not going to want to protect it. So we need to get people involved in the sport so there is some buy-in to protecting the natural resources that we have. Is there a cost for kids to get on the show? No. Nope. There is no cost for children to get in. We just You just have to be there with your parent, right? They can't come and drop you off. So, And I've had moms, I've had single moms come with three kids. I don't care. I, I've actually had women come in <clears throat> from the neighborhood. <laughs> And they won't expose their kids to fly fishing or whatever. They Mom's see the coming. The road and yeah. Like, well, they just know. Well, hey, you know, this is interesting. Can I come? Sure. So the mom or the adult pays to get in. Of course, that also allows them to taste wine and go to any classes they want. But the kids are free, so we don't ever charge for children. Again, uh, because of our support from people like the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation. So no, there's no no cost. And like I said, you can come both in Virginia and in Texas. The parent can come. There's no charge to the parent. They can bring their boy scout, and he can earn his fly fishing merit badge there at no cost. So, you know, we, we need to do what we can to bring along the next generation of flyingers. And other people talk about it, but we want to do it. So, Fantastic. I yeah. think we covered everything. Well, thanks, Rob. Listen, I appreciate it. And if any of you readers want to learn, uh, excuse me, listeners want to learn more about the Virginia Festival, which is January 13th and 14th uh, in Doswell, Virginia, they can go to www.vaflyfishingfestival.com. And if they want to learn more about the Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival in Plano and all the cool breweries that are going to be there, um, you know, they can go to www.texasflyfishingfestival.com and .org. Either one of them will will, uh, will work. So I, I would encourage people to come out, check it out, see what classes are available, and uh, get their admission tickets. And I think people are really going to be surprised at, at the at the events we have coming out this year. It's really exciting. Thanks. Right, so Thanks for having me here today. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thanks. You should take some of the beach and have a window here. <laughs> yeah. It's good for shad flies. Yeah, dude. Make some eyes. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.